This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High. Welcome to Double Love. Ah, no! Shit! <laughs> You're not welcome to Double Love. Everybody, the podcast <laughs> in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV show, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. At least I got that one right. <laughs> hey, I'm Karen Moynihan. <laughs> and this week, we were looking at the, towards this ex, uh, episode with, I guess, a mixture of fear and anticipation. <laughs> Accurate, yeah. <laughs> it's Shred Reckoning! Hey, also, I don't, is this a pun name? I don't know. Is this a, is this a phrase that's been reworked to get Shred's name in there? Is there like a, is there something I'm missing with this title? It's like a dead reckoning. Okay, dead reckoning is a thing. Yeah, okay. it is, isn't it? I, yeah, I oh, meant to no, Google I, it before we started, but <laughs> I've got to Google it now. Oh, okay. yes. Oh. It is it's, it looks like it's a phrase. It's a 1947 film noir with Humpy Bogart. Oh. <laughs> I feel I should know that. And it's also uh, the name of one of the more recent Mission Impossible movies. Really? Yeah. Hang on. I'm just trying to find out what's right. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh, it's not out yet. Oh. It's coming out this year. Well, there we go. Tom Cruise ahead of the curve. <laughs> Wow. Is this another example of uh, the Sweet Valley High TV series episodes we're discussing being sort of having a synergy with the wider world? A truly inexplicable synergy with current events, because what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Why watch Mission Impossible when we can just watch Shred Reckoning instead? (laughs) I'm going to have to rejig that movie poster whenever it comes out. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well... Well, it's coming out on July 14th, so I would say we will have a poster very soon. Excellent. In fact, it's got an official logo, so that's coming up in the Google search. Oh, okay. So, you know, you can get your design skills. Uh, to You've got, you've got the title now and the, the logo. So, hilarious. Have fun. <laughs> and then, I have to say, I can imagine Shred uh, flinging himself from a plane. <laughs> The manner of the cruiser. He's got stuntman energy. <laughs> well, I mean, he literally has the skills, we're told. Mm. Uh, but before we meet him, can you share the quote-unquote blurb? I can indeed. So, uh, and you know what? Actually, I have two blurbs. Uh, they're both very short. So one is Wikipedia and the other is the little uh, line that we get, like an episode synopsis from Amazon. <gasps> The official one. Oh, my God. Yeah, the prime video one. So, okay, our Wikipedia one is Bruce joins the army and his cousin arrives in Sweet Valley. But he's a far cry from Bruce. Accurate. Hmm, 
accurate. You see, the shorter they make it, the more accurate it is. They give themselves less opportunity to fuck up when they keep it short and sweet. Um, and then our kind of Amazon Prime episode synopsis is simply Bruce has left for military school, but his cousin Reginald arrives. Wow. You, I would have thought they would, either of them would go into more detail. Yeah, because like, I had no idea what our B plot was going to be going into this. So it was just like, yeah. oh, let's see what happens. Well, God. <laughs> what our tedious fucking beat plot was going to be <laughs> I mean I guess that's very much in the spirit of the books having a <laughs> stupid fucking beat plot that no one cares about true <laughs> and we begin with that beat plot at the Casadel Wakefield where new look Todd <laughs> arrives and just starts yelling boorishly for Liz <laughs> I know it's like new look same fucking attitude <laughs> <laughs> He, he literally just wanders in and starts going, Elizabeth, Elizabeth. <laughs> but all he finds is Jessica, resplendent in orange uh, man-made fabrics. She's very shiny. Oh, she's so shiny. I love this look on her. <laughs> well, she's not impressed by Todd's uh, new school year look. No, he's wearing this really ratty t-shirt. Um I can't, what does she actually say? I can't remember now what, she, what what her actual line is. I know she has something good for this. Oh, it's something like you were shopping in the Lost and Bound oh, yeah. or something like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because he looks a state. Like he's wearing this really ratty old like athletics t-shirt. Um, but uh, Jess points out that um, he's wasting his time because Liz left an hour ago. She has some big interview for the Oracle that she has to, to get ready for. Um, so Todd is not impressed about this. But um. Yeah, she's asking what the big deal is. And Todd is like, she can't hold my hand on the way to school. Jessica's <laughs> like, oh no, poor baby. <laughs> like, school is so hard when it's the first day back. That's so I was scary. Also, yeah, I was also like, what the fuck is this about? What's going on, Todd? But it turns out that uh, this is all to do with his obsessive rituals for a lucky basketball season. So because it's the first day back to school for a new semester, uh, he's wearing his ratty old t-shirt, which happens to be his lucky shirt. And apparently this hand-holding thing is is that uh, I guess whenever the last time he had a lucky season, he drove Liz to school and she held his hand uh, the whole way in. And that's something he has to recreate now for his for his lucky streak to continue. <laughs> well, he refers to it as like, it's I have my good luck rituals and mm. I always go to school with Liz while she holds my shooting hand. But like, how established a ritual can this be? Like, how do you, you know, I, I, they have to have school years starting together. I know, it's like, are they just starting junior year again? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, we that won't be mentioned in this episode. <laughs> but also, Todd gets all kind of snooshy with Jessica when she's like you know mocking his uh needing to go to school with Liz it's sort of like oh well actually as a matter of fact it's my lucky ritual it's like oh I don't know if you've got the sort of sensible high ground there Todd which you seem to think you have <laughs> yeah there is no there is no upper hand here that you seem to possess <laughs> well Jessica says that he can drive her to school but how but her hand is more luck than he can handle I did enjoy that. <laughs> but he's got a counter offer for her to hold. Yeah, he holds up a manky old sock and says that she can hold his lucky sock. So obviously Jessica is not too impressed by this. And then we get the credits, which I have been denied. Well, actually, we've both been denied. You've only hmm. had, you have uh, haven't had um, the the full episodes for too long either. And very nineties hair all round. That's how I feel mm. about these credits. Very much so, yeah. But it does seem like it's pretty much still the same 
kind of look and vibe as season one's opening credits. Like it's still the kind of little picture frame kind of thing. Um, yes. You know, that kind of design will say like it hasn't actually veered away too much from the original one uh, yeah. in terms of the new series. It's just different kind of clips of the twins, I guess, from this season. Uh, yeah. And there's some looks I'm very excited to see in more detail oh and with more gosh. explanation, I must say. <laughs> like it does a great job as opening titles. I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear what this is about. <laughs> I also like when when each character's name, you know, when each when hmm. each actor's name comes up, they get a little sort of like cheerful turn and smile to the camera, which oh. is a, a mo- credit motif I adore. Never gets old, so good, yeah. so satisfying. <laughs> well, we uh, cut to Sweet Valley High, and outside their lockers, Manny tells Winston that he heard that uh, Bruce isn't coming back this year, and uh, Winston believes he knows the reason why yeah yeah so rumors are flying because uh winston as he has it uh, apparently bruce's parents sent him away after he traded his father's rare wine collection for a date with anna nicole smith <laughs> good sweet jesus i love that i was like oh anna nicole what a babe <laughs> oh r.i.p oh well, uh, we the camera moves on to Edith wearing a beret. That's her new look instead of her trademark baker boy hat. And she tells Cheryl that uh, she heard Bruce used his mom's Picasso for a dartboard. Yes, Cheryl then counters this with that she heard he used his dad's uh, deer trophy as target practice. And I feel like both Cheryl and Enid are both wearing extremely like psychedelic print shirts in this scene that I really enjoyed. I think Cheryl's is like giant ladybirds and oranges on it. It was a weird combo but I liked it it's a very 90s poly like 90s shiny polyester print look mm. feels very authentic uh, well Manny thinks that this is good news for Winston the child labourer because he <laughs> thinks this with Bruce gone now Mr. Patman will want Winston to run the moon beach uh, like he's practically the manager anyway and Winston's like yeah now it'll be official it's like I'm sorry all these children are meant to be in school this is a full-time job. Like, managing a diner is a full-time <laughs> job for an adult. <laughs> These child labour laws are just out of control. I don't know oh, what's going on in this town. I'm, I'm worried. <laughs> um, well, uh, when Winston says that, you know, if his uh, position as head of the Moon Beach will be official, Manny says, speaking of official, he and his official girlfriend have just had their two-week anniversary and who should be in the background overhearing his this happy announcement. Oh, our poor little sweetheart Enid overhears oh, this uh, and is quite upset at this revelation. You can just see her kind of running away off screen, oh. presumably running away crying in the Sweet Valley tradition. I mean, I assume so. <laughs> uh, but after she's gone, Winston asks Enid, or sorry, asks Manny, like, but what about you and Enid? And Manny says, completely fair enough says well you know I wrote to her all summer and she never replied and uh, I really like Simone and she likes me so uh, it's great it's going to be a great year yeah very fair for on Manny's part like as he like we know that he wrote to her all summer long and she just never never like occurred to Enid to reply so I was like well what was he supposed to think I know. I'm completely sympathetic to Manny. He did hmm. not mess Enid around. No. Um, and if she had just written one letter back, <laughs> she might be more... even. <laughs> yeah. She might be justified in hmm. running away crying. No. Though I mean, we've all been there. We realise when somebody gets together with somebody else that actually, you know, they did. Now that they, you do kind of 
like them a bit more. So <laughs> it, I guess it, it does make sense in that way. Um, but after Manny says that it's going to be a great year for him, we cut to Lila wearing quite the chapeau. <laughs> and uh, she's telling Jessica it's going to be a terrible year. And why? <laughs> well, she's got, apparently between her and Jess, they've got this enormous like printout. Um, <laughs> I thought this was something to do with their like class timetables or something. Uh, but no, more fool me for assuming it was something to do with school. Uh, because as Jessica points out, while very uh, concernedly going through this big data sheet, uh, she says, we've gone through all the datable guys and there's no one in this new crop worth harvesting. So it's actually just a big printout on I guess every boy in school <laughs> of potential hunks yeah. it's a long a list da- <laughs> a hunk database well, I mean we know in the books they're always seeing the best looking boy they've ever seen in their lives so you know they clearly hmm. finally plateaued in the TV series uh oh <laughs> <laughs> It's just, yeah, it's just too difficult to keep casting the most amazing looking guy she's ever seen. I mean, they were trying very hard. I'll tell you, the bar is underground. (laughs) Well, Jessica, you know, laments the fact that they put all this work into looking their best. And for what? And then Winston sits down behind her and praises her, her frankly unsettlingly bright orange outfit and uh, she delivers a very nice ooh. <laughs> but then a teacher whose name I noticed on the blackboard because now I can see these things yeah. the high quality background detail it's so exciting <laughs> it's Mr. Hannah I think yeah. that was an opportunity to have Mr. Jaworski or somebody I mean come on literally any other you want know even bring back Bob Russo if it's just a yeah. recast teacher we don't care <laughs> But also I noticed in the end credits, this actor's name is like George Hanna or something. Oh, so wow. it's literally just, he is literally Mr. Hanna. And that's what's on the blackboard. I'm fair. Yeah. Well, he has news that Bruce won't be returning this year because a private Patman <laughs> will be at mili- military school in Guam. Guam? Like, what is happening there? But also it's a bit weird for a teacher to make this announcement to the class. Yeah. I feel like... This isn't something that would just be announced. <laughs> well, Winston is delighted. Um, nobody seems to think this is as inappropriate and weird as we do. Um, mm. Winston is pleased and stands up and says that now he's the sole manager of the Moon Beach and he's going to uphold their lofty culinary standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody's very impressed. And then the teacher has an announcement. Yeah, yeah, again, like, seems kind of inappropriate for a teacher to be making all these announcements about students' private lives. But anyway, he uh, he tells the, the class that Bruce's cousin, Reginald Patman II, will be moving to Sweet Valley and joining them there at school on Thursday. And there's some more fantastic work by off-screen extras. Oh my God. Just, I fucking love it when they chime in so much because it's someone just again off-screen going, not another Batman. Someone else goes, oh, great. I love it. There's there's a few uh, extras moments in mm. this episode, but that was my favourite. So it's, good. It's really loud. It's really well. loud. It's so obvious. It sounds really overdubbed as well. Yeah. Well, Lila and uh, Jessica are intrigued by this new possible victim. Mm. And uh, Jessica says that the Patmans are visually acceptable. And rich, Lila adds, and then they each uh, <laughs> check themselves in their mirror hand mirrors, which they constantly have uh, on their on their persons. Yeah, that's uh, the, their priorities are in order. <laughs> well, their priorities and their 
frankly worrying uh, research teams because <laughs> we cut to the cafeteria and Lila joins a sort of miserable looking Enid and a cheerful Jessica to say that the facts is just has just <laughs> arrived with information on Reginald Papa the second and oh my it's gosh. very detailed it's so detailed it's hilarious it's like his his CV or something or like his dating profile because apparently yeah. he excels in bungee jumping snowboarding and driftwood art uh, and he's a champion hang glider Uh, (laughs) and I just can't help laughing at hang gliders in Sweet Valley because all I can think of is Stephen Wakefield fucking face planting into a cliff (laughs) same I'm glad somebody's a champion hang glider because it's not Stephen Wakefield that's for sure (laughs) the locals are not uh, are not uh, the greatest advertisements for hang gliding in Southern (laughs) California (laughs) definitely not well Jessica thinks he sounds perfect Uh, he He's a champion hang glider and she's a champion dating queen. <laughs> and of course, Lila responds very authentically. Oh, yes, she's going to throw a, a welcome party uh, for of Reginald, course. which is exactly the kind of bullshit that book Lila <laughs> would be up to. Uh, but also in this scene, when she runs over to the table uh, at first, we actually get a proper look at her outfit. And I have to say, it is wonderful. Like, it's yeah. so over the top for school, but it's like a proper, it's nearly like a kind of a, a blazer but it's a zip top but it's it's black with this like big kind of <laughs> wide collar that's got like a white <laughs> animal print on it and kind of a trim oh. down low it's very and oh yeah and she's wearing that hat still which is like this wide brimmed black hat with like a white kind of stripe around the edge but it's it's very Cruella de Vil in school kind of oh or I was thinking Cruella de Vil meets Princess Di opening a hospital oh wow yeah all of that checks out <laughs> But yeah, a great outfit. So, you know, I'm I am warming to this Lila as much as I and I do adore Bridget mm. Flannery still. But, you know, she's she's doing a good job so far, I feel like. In, in fairness she to is. Julie. Yeah, she is. She's funny and she's mm. uh, and she's got a, a good Lila vibe. I mean, I do have to say she is more like book. Her her vibe is more book Lila. This is the thing. She is more like book Lila. But I think it was just so much change in the first episode to come back into. It was just like, oh, everything's different. I don't like it. But, uh, is but this? No, you know, she's, she's, she's doing a good job in fairness to her. She is. And she's very funny in this episode, actually. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, of course, this party is going to be the social event of the se- of the season again, very um, mm-hmm. authentic. And then Liz arrives at the table and says she's got this uh, this interview lined up with a congressman um, for Thursday after school, and she has lots of work to do to- before then to prepare, which is you know. Mm-hmm. Is is uh, good journalisming, Liz? <laughs> but then Todd runs up and has a preposterous request. Yeah, he asks her to knock off his cap or like flip off his cap, and yeah. she's just like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "No, you have to do it. Like flip off my cap, just like you did before that big Mesa game. Apparently, she was trying to wave at Enid or something before this game yeah. and accidentally knocked his hat off his head." Um. And Jessica is just rolling her eyes. She's like, look, just don't even argue with him and just do it. And we had to drive around the car park three times backwards this morning. Um, and Todd, again, is insisting this is all to do with his, his preseason rituals uh, by way of explanation. Um, because apparently his, is it that his Vermont season was a disaster or his season yeah. right after Vermont? I don't know. No, it was his, yeah. his season in Vermont. Oh, okay. Season, like, he was I barely in Vermont <laughs> in, this, um, in, this, in the TV show. Like, he was hardly there at all. Um, but anyway, it was a disaster. And apparently the reason for that, he reckons, is because he wasn't doing any of his fucking pre-game bullshit. Um, yeah. So Liz is just like, all right, fine. And like flips 
the cap for him so he's happy out uh, but annoyingly he's kind of vindicated immediately because the uh, basketball coach comes over to say that he's been hearing really good things about Todd uh, and then he might have a shot at all state <gasps> whatever that means whatever the yes. fuck I don't know man. I just wrote it down <laughs> I don't care enough about basketball to find out more about this. Likewise. By the way, Liz also says that she'll she'll do it if Todd uh, starts acting like a rational human being after oh, this. Yeah. So, you know, she isn't sort of buying his, uh, his newfound superstition. Hmm. And uh, when it does, as you say, seem to work, Jessica wants in on the lucky action and tries to knock his hat off again. <laughs> but as he rebuffs her, his hand hits Enid's tray. And what looks like, like, Dow... I, it can't be. I mean, I'd be, oh, maybe it can. I don't know. I, I get the impression that they just serve like burgers and, you know. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like the most adventurous uh, cafeteria in terms of food in the books anyway. But yeah, some manner of food gets knocked uh, off of Enid's tray and lands on his shoe. Uh, <gasps> so he's like, oh no, my lucky shoe. And Enid, you know, very generously offers to wash it for him. And he's like, no, you'll wash all the luck out. <laughs> And Jessica hilariously is loving all this. And it is very much like I imagine Jessica in our last uh, book, <laughs> just enjoying the Todd and Liz chaos. Yes, love it. <laughs> well, we cut to the moon beach where Lila, whose research is really increasingly worrying, shows Jessica pictures of Reginald Patman's country, or his family's country house in the Hamptons. And then... Pashman Castle in England, which looks like fucking Blenheim Palace or something like it. It's very Downton, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on there. But it's hilarious that she's managed to source all these like all this information about Reginald and pictures of his houses, but none of him. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like it's a snapshot of of his castle like it's not yeah. even like she found a picture of it in a book she has somehow tracked down a she has a printed out photo, photo. <laughs> yeah. well jessica's impressed but then winston approaches and says eat it or beat it i'm not running a library and lila says he won't be running anything soon uh because um jessica says that reginald's family have uh apparently bought the the moon beach for him <laughs> yeah, Jessica reckons that it's to they'll have bought this <laughs> diner for him for more fucking child labor. Uh <laughs> yes, but she she reckons that it's so that Reginald will be able to f- sharpen his firing skills. Um Ooh. and then uh, so w- poor Winston is looking a bit worried and then Jess reveals that apparently Reginald's ancestors kept the torture chamber beside the kitchen so their imprisoned ex-employees could smell the fresh bread being baked as they <gasps> starved to death and Winston gets an absolute look of panic on his face and runs away uh, very concerned and worried about this whole situation. <sighs> yep, well, he's he's going to have a shred reckoning. Well, <laughs> <laughs> But Lila asks if this is really true uh, and Jess reveals, no, she's just trying to keep Winston in his place, apparently. Well, the pair of them wonder what Reginald is really like. And then... (laughs) God, this is so good. All of these... The following sequences are so good. We get a sort of a a fade into black and white and we see... uh, crop-haired hunk tell Lila that he's got ruby mines, emerald mines and sapphire mines, but he's never seen a jewel that sparkles like her. And she oh. just goes, 
Go on. <laughs> it's so good. Because, yes, we've got this, like, black and white dream sequence uh, yeah. where, where there's, like, this, yeah, romantic dinner table set up with candles and all. And, yeah, this, like, fantasy Reginald. Uh, he's got this weird kind of, like, mid-Atlantic accent, doesn't he? A very yes, kind of, like, does. sounds kind of English, but it's more American than yeah. <laughs> It's a very timey kind of accent. Yeah, very but, funny. But, yes, he's this very debonair uh, hunk who... <laughs> Is offering to to shower Lila with affection and air kisses and spa weekends. Uh, so yes, he's he's very taken with Lila, who's wearing like elbow length gloves and is full on glamour. Uh, yes, so he says, Lila, if you go steady with me, you'll never have to work another day in your life. And Lila's like, but I never have worked a day in my life. And then they both go. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely great. It's very funny. <laughs> and then you might think it can't get better than this, but it does because we cut to Jessica's fantasy and a, what I can only describe as a World War II flying ace. Same, 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 exact same notes. <laughs> comes in, he comes into the moon beach and Jessica turns for, uh, turns to look at him. Uh, from where she's standing by the jukebox looking absolutely sensational oh my god she looks fucking incredible she's got like this black headscarf on and the sunglasses it's incredibly chic like she looks yeah. so good it's sort of tippy hendron-esque mm, yes uh, she's wearing this amazing black chic uh, sort of sheath dress and like everything's black <laughs> and, uh, and it really suits her but, it does uh, she looks amazing <laughs> But also, she plays this scene so funnily because uh, Flying Ace Shred goes, there you are, Jess, I've been searching the world for you. And I cannot do justice to the way she delivers this word, but it's really funny because she looks so glamorous and uh, she sort of just goes, cool. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like tongue-tied way. It's brilliant because he's so like he's super like dashing guy yeah. in his like leather flight jacket. He's got a scarf on. I feel like it's just billowing at random. Yeah. Like it's just everyone looks smashing in this. It's so good. <laughs> and he says he tells her to come away, and every day will be an adventure, and he'll take her to the four corners of the earth and every branch of planet Hollywood. And again, she's sort of like, cool. <laughs> And he's got even more uh, suggestions oh for their relationship. He sweetens the deal even further because he tells her that she can date as many guys as she likes to on the side and he won't date anyone else because you're all I could ever want, Jessica. And she's like, oh, yes! <laughs> and she goes, cool again! That's the only <laughs> word she says. <laughs> so he's like, oh, Jessica, Jessica. And it does that thing where he's like saying her name over and over. And then it cuts back to real yeah. life where Winston's shaking her going, Jessica, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, the dream sequence has come to an end. But my goodness, I love that they immediately topped the Lila one like straight away. <laughs> oh, my God. So oh, impressive. God. So good. So uh, th she turns on Winston and says that, you know, he'd better have the moon beach in ship shape because one clogged salt shaker or mm. one dust bunny under the fridge or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he'll just be scrubbing floors forever. Um, and uh, <laughs> we get, uh, we, we, oh no, sorry. We get, Winston runs off mm. and puts up an ad for a bus boy because he feels he's going to need help to get all mm -hmm. this work done. Because otherwise yes. he's doomed. And then we get his black and white fantasy. 
fucking hell like just you know they just kept delivering it was so good because yes Winston gets his own black and white scene where he's like wearing like rags basically and like scrub- rags. scrubbing the floor on his knees and then again it's in the moon beach uh, like Jessica's yeah. one was but then the door opens and we pan up to see again it's Reginald but like he's kind of a Nazi general he <laughs> says evil SS officer <laughs> Because he says, get up, Winston. Oh, my God. And it's it was, a monocle. It was a surprising turn, but my goodness. <laughs> Very funny. I absolutely did not see this coming. A they monocled Nazi. <laughs> they really ran with the World War II thing. Once they kind of had him done up as a pilot, they were like, what else can we do? Got it. <laughs> What's the opposite of a World War II pilot? A Nazi general with a monocle. <laughs> So he uh, tells Winston to rise, peon, um, and says that Winston's work is unacceptable and today he will only get 40 lashes and cracks a whip. <laughs> it's very dramatic. But yeah, Winston stumbles forward. Also, he's kind of struggling to get to his feet during this whole scene and is kind of standing in a very, like, what I could only describe as like an Igor stance, you know, with like one <laughs> shoulder dropped. And he kind of stumbles towards towards Reginald the Nazi with his arms out and he's just like no and again we cut back to real life where Winston is now grabbing a customer by the lapels across the counter going no (laughs) the poor guy is just looking at him just going but all I want is a burger And then we cut to later and Winston has, he's going, oh, I've, I've done almost everything. I've polished the stools and we see somebody sliding <laughs> off a stool. And he's like, and I've waxed the pool cues and we see one slide right out of somebody's hands. Everything's um, just been made really slippery, basically. <laughs> basically, he's polished too much. And yeah. he, he sort of wails at the customers and he's trying to clean up in here. And he wonders where the new busboy is because he's... Um, because he needs someone to vacuum the car park. And then a, a very cheerful dude comes in. Yeah, yeah. my notes here were just like, enter skate dude. <laughs> so <laughs> this lad with like long blonde hair, kind of like a woolly kind of hat on. Yeah. Uh, with like a bobble on the end of it. He's extremely chill. He's holding his skateboard. Um, yeah, he kind of wanders in. He's like, hey, where can I find Winslow? <laughs> I do enjoy him constantly getting Win- uh, Winston's name wrong. <laughs> That's the, it's rude but he's very funny so it actually comes off yeah. kind of charming he put, he makes it worse he is charming yeah um, because so Winston is like you mean Winston to Winston and um, he's like excellent and Winston isn't impressed by this newcomer but thinks look oh right, fine you'll have to do so go hmm. clear the tables and it's 4.50 an hour no health benefits and you pay for your own apron hmm. which is a bit harsh and uh, and the stranger says whole time window which is properly <laughs> funny <laughs> yeah uh, but Winston doesn't give him a chance because every time he tries to say no wait Winston just kind of gives him more like lists of commands to do because yeah. this place needs to be perfect and there's no time for this so yeah when he calls him window he goes it's Winston get to work and don't be late again and he's really angry and yeah. <laughs> in my notes here I was like is Winston even hotter when he's cross just a thought <laughs> <laughs> I still can't see through the haircut but I think you may be right yeah I need someone else to back me up on this yeah. <laughs> I think the haircut is still I'm still adjusting to it it's I know it is it's a big change uh mm. but you know we are we are powering through the haircut 
<laughs> well, the newcomer isn't impressed, and we cut to him walking out of the moon beach and joining a sad little Enid who's sitting at the table outside, looking very cute with a very 90s barrette. Oh. And he, he sees that she's upset and says, oh, what's wrong? Did the dude in the pool room harsh on you too? Oh yeah, by the way, Shred basically talks, or like, you know, this blonde guy, he basically yeah. talks like he's fallen out of, like, Bill and Ted. Yes. It's very that. Or Spicoli in Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah. Um, so she sort of smiles at him and says she's just feeling a little lonely. And he's actually, he's really sweet. It's very sweet. This is so charming because when she says she's lonely, he's like, oh, I know the cure for that. And he just like sits down across from her and he's like, better. She says it is, and they share a cute little handshake. And uh, he introduces himself and says he's Reggie Patman. And Edith is obviously shocked and says, You're Reginald Patman. And he literally shudders and goes, Do me a favor and call me Shred. <laughs> he's so likable. I don't know why, but yeah. I was going into this expecting not to like him at all. I think it's just, it was mostly like the nerve of these writers just creating yeah. a random character when there's like so many they could have thrown yes. in. I was just like, what do they think they're doing? But, uh, but you know, he's very likable. So, so far, so good. We'll Shred. <laughs> I did text Karen earlier. I just said, I love Shred. <laughs> And then we exchanged lots of like surfing and <laughs> skateboard emoji and really we basically just surfing emojis. Just trading, yeah, little extreme sports emoji guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, we cut to Liz in a very 90s tea dress that kind of looks like the dress Gwen Stefani wrote in the Don't Speak video. Oh, and, it does, you're right. And uh, she's hard at work. She is. So she's into or kind of finishing up her interview yeah. with this congressman uh, and he's accompanied by two uh, two of his security detail uh, lurking around. So, uh, yeah, apparently he's never given an interview to a high school paper before, but he commends her for her, her persistence and her preparation. So obviously all her her prep work has, and her research has paid off and she's just made a good impression. So it sounds like uh, she's been doing a good job here this afternoon. But uh, yeah, then he starts talking kind of between the two of them. He's like, you know, the, the thing that nobody knows about this, like a toxic waste dump near Big <laughs> and he says don't quote me on this but and he's clearly about to say something like really juicy or important uh, but he's cut off by our least favourite boar Todd <laughs> and not only has Todd like literally barged past him in what would be rude at the best mm. of times uh, he asks Liz he chucks sort of holds a can of Pepsi out at Liz and asks her to spray it in his face Oh my god! Yeah, he like just belts over to it. Like it's like cut off by Todd being a fucking idiot, or as my notes oh my say. God, your notes are right. Yeah, because he is just like shaking this can of Pepsi in front of Liz, and he's like, "Open it in my face!" And of course, the security guards that are with the congressman have grabbed him at this point. Uh, so obviously, the congressman stops whatever he was about to say and mm -hmm. is like, "Uh, yeah, I better be going." And Todd is like, "I need you to spray me like you did before the <laughs> Pally High game." Jesus. Uh, Jesus Christ. So, of course, the uh, the congressman is like hustled out of there <laughs> pretty quickly because that's the end of that. And poor Liz, uh, she gives out to Todd, but she's like, I was about to get an exclusive there. And I feel like Liz had the right to be way angrier than she actually yeah. was in this scene because Todd has just fucked it for her like big time because her, her stuff is as important as his. Yeah. And he's been making stupid demands of her all day. All day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she is a bit angry and she tells him his superstitions have gone out of hand and from now on hmm. he has to leave her out of his nonsense. And she's like, oh, I can't help it if you bring me good luck. You have such a huge effect on me. And she's like, oh, thank you. But then he's like, you know, I win games when you're there. 
Now, that does fit in with the books, as we know. It does. It does. <laughs> but what I actually quite enjoyed about it is that they show how annoying that is for the person that has to be in the crowd every time for this person to do any good. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know what? These spectators have lives too. They can't just be following you around for every game so you'll make your shot. But it is funny that it is literally vocalising yeah. that stupid thing from the books where it's like, oh, but I'll only succeed if you're there watching me. I have no talent whatsoever. <laughs> And Liz does like does take umbrage at the suggestion that like he you know the effect she has on him isn't just that you know her love makes him happy yeah. it's that she it makes him score more baskets yeah so she that's it so she does kind of soften at first when he says this but then when he makes it about basketball she's like oh for God's sake is that all you think about so uh, he says that any victory will mean nothing if she's not there which is you know kind of flamossing her and it's a bit too yeah. little too late if you ask yeah, me because uh, uh, especially when he then says he wants her to come to his fr- free throw test which is a bit of a tongue twister um, <laughs> which I guess is you just have to try and score some baskets yeah, um, it, seem, it seems like that's what it is but it's all it must be like to do penalties with penalties like, almost like you're yeah, just sort of I guess it's to do with and... it must be something to do with the coach like picking his starting lineup or whatever I don't yeah. know, something like Ooh, that sports lingo look Sorry, at me I know I things know. <laughs> <laughs> hey man I watch the Six Nations I know stuff <laughs> Rugby, basketball, it won't say. Uh, the one, there's a ball, isn't there? <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> I mean, they are different shapes, but I mean, does, does that matter? Probably not. Um, actually, I have, I mean, basketball is one of the few sports that I did play. In okay. school, so I guess technically I should know the rules, but it has been 30 years. So <laughs> I'm a bit musty. And uh, anyway, um, it, uh, it, I was not trying to be in any sort of school team. <laughs> unsurprisingly so I cannot relate to Todd when he says that if he doesn't make his free throws he'll have a bad season and he needs her to be there and mm. begs her to come and Liz looks troubled she does so we cut to Jessica's room in the Casadale Wakefield where Lila is in a truly spectacular padded satin dressing gown with shoulder pads. Shoulder pads. I also wrote down shoulder pads. <laughs> up to the neck with a face mask and a giant head of curlers with a silk scarf over them. Oh my God. It's such a look. But this dressing gown is so over the top. Oh. I fucking love it. It's so Lila Fowler like, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It is entirely authentic. Um, <laughs> like it feels very Lila. And like Jessica's wearing a dressing gown as well, but hers is just like, whatever, it's a dressing gown. A regular, regular dressing gown. Yeah, but yes. Lila's, Lila's is a fucking event. Like it's oh. spectacular. It's a statement. It's uh, it's very Lila. And mm. she's uncharacteristically nervous about her big party. And it's she says that, uh, you know, she's, she's getting kind of... Um, anxious about the fact that pictures of her with the charming and debonair <laughs> Reginald Patman II will be in every society column in the world. I mean, really? I kind of I kind of presumed this was her like doing some wishful thinking for the future that like, you know, this is what this party will lead to that will become this like famous society couple rather than 
this fucking random party I've decided to throw in my house <laughs> is going to do this. But uh, but yeah, so Jessica, who had been chill up to that point, then hears this and she's like, oh my God, in the world? That's so many people. Oh my God. So then Jessica's getting a bit stressed out about the international attention that uh, hooking up with Reginald Batman is apparently going to bring. <laughs> well, she uh, can't wait to see what sort of car Red Reginald drives. And then we cut to shred. Amazing. And he's showing Eden his wheels, his oh skateboard God. wheels, that is. Like it, it literally cuts to a shot of like, yeah, his skateboard wheels. And I think it's Enid just kind of spinning them as he's talking yeah. because Shred is just babbling about the type of wheels he's using on his skateboard. I've no idea what he's talking about. It's a Frankenstein yeah. something something and it makes him do no. something something. I don't know. He's better at skateboarding now because of these new wheels, basically. <laughs> And then we cut back to Lila saying, yes, he must have the finest education money could buy. And then we cut and it's delivered. It is really funny. And you can tell that Enid is trying not to laugh. <laughs> because it's Jared telling Enid very seriously. It's like, did you know that Captain Crunch came over on the Mayflower? <laughs> they had crunch berries at the first Thanksgiving. It's true. I read it on the box. <laughs> And it, it's so obvious, Amy, poor Amy Dallas is trying not to laugh at this show, which makes it funnier. It's so fun. This whole scene is great because it is just this constant back and forth between yeah. Lila's expectations and Shred just like babbling on about nothing. Uh, because then we cut back to the casa again where Jessica is saying, oh, I bet he's a real smooth talker. <laughs> then we come back to shred now i don't think i even got all of it i was like hitting you know the the go back 10 seconds button on prime yeah. because shred says something like i'm a soaking great monster and then we get the <laughs> subtitles that say riding a large wave <laughs> and then it sounds like he says until i got finned by some quimby hosh dog definitely quimby and definitely hot dog i okay. have no idea if the, any of this is actually if it's just something they made up like for this scene or or if it actually is actual like 90s surfer slang I have no idea but he's essentially thanks to the subtitles that helpfully point out he's telling a story about yeah falling off his surfboard by some some jerk kind of bumped into him while he was trying to impress a girl uh, hectic gnarler oh well, it's like is the hectic gnarler the jerk or the hot girl I don't know I thought it was the girl though because oh, right. gnarly oh yeah gnarly yeah. is good isn't it yeah uh, <laughs> we're learning the 90s surfers among our listeners they're must be some seriously <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lila says he'll be doubtless running his own company by the time he's 25 and then we got to the to back to the moon beach and Winston runs out and uh, finds uh, Shred who was just lying back at the ta- on the table outside chilling <laughs> And when Winston yells at him, he says, Hey, Windsock, if you want me gone, I'm hysterical. Which I loved. I really liked that too. He's like, No need to get all hairy about it. Later, eat it. And when he, he just sort of strolls off, and Winston's yeah. like, uh, You know that freak? And Edith's like, hey, he's really nice. And Winston is still very snarky and unlike himself and says, oh, congratulations. I hope you're very happy together. And uh, Edith says, well, congratulations to you. And why? <laughs> well, she reveals to him quite smugly, as she is right, because Winston yeah. was being kind of a jerk. She's like, well, congrats to you because you just fired Reginald Patman. <laughs> Whoa, Winston <laughs> is horrified. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
So we cut to the gym where it's free throw time and Todd is up first, of course, but he keeps looking at the door and there's no sign of Liz. Apparently, this is this coach is a prick. He has to like make ten shots <laughs> at the basket. And every one he misses, for every one he misses, his teammates have to run a mile. Very like, weird. That's not fair. No, it's very harsh for so early. Like, it's literally the first day back, and <laughs> this is what the coach is up to. But again, we do get the opportunity for some extra uh, yelling off the oh, yeah, <laughs> off, ca- off camera because you can then hear his teammates, I presume, going, Oh, man, come on, coach. <laughs> I let some of them go, You can do it. <laughs> So Todd keeps looking at the door and uh, the coach is, you know, kind of yelling at him to Mm. get going and it's like, wake up in there. And like, there's a shot of the coach, you know, flanked by some of the team (laughs) members just all sort of staring at Todd (laughs) very dramatically. Like they're in a Beastie Boys video. Like, oh my God. It's going to lean in. Yeah, it's almost a kind of a fisheye effect or something, the way everyone's staring at him. Well, you can't, you won't, you don't stop. And Todd's got a rock because you were shot. Oh. <laughs> well, finally, he sees Liz appear and he's delighted and he starts just scoring baskets uh, while we hear the experts go, good job, all right, that was excellent. But what Todd doesn't notice is Liz slipping away. Yeah, so as soon as he like turned to start shooting his baskets, uh, mm-hmm. Liz had left. So she obviously wasn't there for the whole time that he was he was uh, doing all this. So it then cuts to like outside the gym. Uh, when he comes out, he's like, wait, what? Have you been out here the whole time? Uh, so Liz is like, yeah, you don't actually need me for this. You, you hit all your shots that you were supposed to because you're actually good and you don't yes. need all this good luck ritual nonsense. Yeah, so she was out there. She was just proving a point. Mm. And um, he says that he's through with rituals for good. But he says, I couldn't have done it without you. And Liz says, you just did. (laughs) And off she strolls. But then Todd goes, good thing I'm wearing my lucky shoelaces. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But yeah, they're all good again now. But which is, I was a little puzzled by because I feel like the end of the last episode made it seem like they were in really kind of shaky ground when they couldn't yeah. kind of pick a time or a date to to hang out again. Or it just seemed like they were headed for some kind of bother. But uh, yeah, n- none of yeah. that seemed to be coming up in this episode anyway. Yeah, they seem to have forgotten that thread. Hmm. Yeah, for now we anyway. Cut, we cut to Fowler Crest and yet, which I, I can't call the Fowler Manor, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and, and this is a really properly funny scene because uh, there's a ridiculously pouting statue <laughs> outside the door and then somebody uh, pans at a skateboard and says who this would be babe and it's shred <laughs> of and course he, <laughs> and he goes whoa righteous crib <laughs> he does so he rings the doorbell and uh, yeah we go to the inside so we actually do get a glimpse of the alleged Fowler crest but as you say it's 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 not really Fowler crest at all no. <laughs> And it doesn't look that fancy, but they, I mean, they don't have the budget for Fowler Crest. I think we all know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Lila says, photographers, take your places. Because I guess she's got like press photographers lined <laughs> up to shoot this. Why not? I want to know who's at this party, though, because it seems like Jess and Lila are the only two from Sweet Valley High. Like, yeah. there's none of the gang are here. Like, and it's a full party. But like, who are these people? <laughs> point <laughs> well, well also jess is wearing her signature extremely complicated updo as well my notes say jessica has her trademark curled up yeah. too. 
<laughs> it's what she does. Fancy party. She's got just the outfit and the hairstyle. Well, Lila says, you know, outside the door, my destiny awaits. And Jessica's like, you mean our destiny? And then the door opens and Shred strikes a delightful pose and says, Aloha, ladies. <laughs> yeah, so he's wearing like his, I don't know, are they like board shorts? And yeah, he's some got kind a little of a, hat on. Like a little hat. He's got a shirt. There's some, something hat approximating like a bolo tie <laughs> over <laughs> Shirt. He's made an effort, but he reveals he's here for the Reginald Patman fiesta. And Lila's like, and you are? And he's like, yeah, I'm Reginald Patman, but call me Shred. <laughs> Jessica, horrified, says, I'd rather call you a cab. I love that he sort of sat there with his like thumbs in his lapels. Like yeah. he's sort of, <laughs> just delighted with himself. He's so Aww. charming. He's lovely. And again, wonderful work from our off-screen extras. <laughs> Where you can hear people going, that's Reginald? Is this a joke? <laughs> well, he hugs his hostesses, flings his har- arms around the two of them, his cameras flash, and he goes, ooh, gnarly perfume. <laughs> and then if he wasn't delightful enough, we cut to, presumably, it's a bit later, mm. and uh, Shred is back lying on the table outside the moon beach, and Winston finds him and sincerely apologises. And Shred says, Woodrow, you're <laughs> <laughs> you need a major chillectomy. I mean, which sounds good, but surely that would mean you, you need to have the chill taken out of you. Ye- yes, I have <laughs> the exact same thing written down here. I was like, a chillectomy would only remove his chill. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite of what he needs, Shred. Come on, focus. He needs a chill transplant. Exactly. <laughs> Well, Shred is truly ch- delightful when he says he's still looking up the stars and he goes, this place is an awesome view, the stars. And, mm-hmm. and how would he, when, I, when he thinks of billions of galaxies hot-dogging on this monster wave, <laughs> makes everything seem here seem so micro. It's like, you're delightful, Shred. He's quite the philosopher. <laughs> but yeah, Winston is still kind of babbling apologies uh, and sort of like begging for another chance. He's just like, I really need this job. Uh, and Shred is kind of like, oh yeah, I meant to tell you, Senor Patman <laughs> wanted me to tell you you're the new manager of the Moon Beach. All yours, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Winston's like, why didn't you tell me before? In fairness, he was trying. And uh, Shred says, I was gonna tell you, but you look kind of <laughs> busy. You need to chill out more. And then just points <laughs> And the sky goes chicken out and the Winston just joins him and lies down at the table and oh. admits he does get a bit stressed sometimes oh my god yes at which point Shred then chimes in and he's like dude you aren't half as bad as that psycho Betty Lila <laughs> <laughs> because apparently she threw him out of his own party <laughs> but he doesn't mind because it looked like a bogus shindig <laughs> it hurt even nachos <laughs> and Winston rather sweetly says well I hope you don't you know clearly likes him and says I hope you don't regret coming to Sweet Valley and he's like I have no time for regrets bro I just go wherever the big wave takes me and says do me a favour call me Shred and then Winston says I think you'll like it here Shed (laughs) did he call him Shed I missed that (laughs) <laughs> oh wow oh brilliant <laughs> but yeah Winston is, he's very sweet he, yeah. yeah he does hope that, that Shred or Shed is gonna like it uh, like it here he says look I know we seem like a bunch of wackos but most of the time we're pretty normal 
Um, which cues up then something weird happening, of course, because we see Todd reversing past very quickly in his car because he's back to driving backwards around the car park for his stupid look ritual again, <laughs> having learned nothing. Nothing. I mean, that is also in the spiritual sweet valley, so I guess that's, uh, that's accurate true. too. And Winston just shrugs and if it's red, lie back at the table and gaze at the stars. Oh. Which is a delightful way to end that episode. Very cute. Yes, I have to say, very charmed by Shred, who I felt like I'd already made up my mind I wasn't going to like at the start of the episode. Absolutely the same. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was a very, very fun episode. It didn't have a montage, as I'm only realising now. But, but I, mean, I think when fantasy you, when sequences got, Look, just three fantasy sequences. I think oh we can allow God. a lack of montage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're happy to make to you know, make, make compromises with these things. We're not unreasonable. We, no, no, we're not. <laughs> we, we, we don't have to have a montage <laughs> for getting some dream sequences. Then, you know, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, Five Eta Alpha Sisters, what do you think? Did you enjoy the shred reckoning as much as we did um you know or do you miss bruce uh oh. i mean often oh, private patman you think they'd at least like buy him a commission like <laughs> make him an officer of some kind <laughs> really just firing him in the deep end he must have done all the things uh that were the rumors uh to deserve such a yeah I guess we'll never see him again. Oh. Um, but I have to say, um, Shred is is definitely filling the gap that I didn't realise we had in Sweet Valley. There you go. There was a niche for an extremely horizontally chill surfer dude. <laughs> yeah. And I, for one, am very much enjoying him. Mm. Uh, but yeah, let us know what you think. You know where we are. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. And uh, you had uh, you had thoughts on the last one. Um, I did. Uh, I did uh, appreciate this, uh, this statement from uh, Maria Teresa Biblioteca, <laughs> who said, "Cry laughing emojis at Anna's concern about the geographic veracity, we the proximity of pyramids to the beach. This is totally the kind of thing I worry about when watching TV." TV hashtag librarian for life. <laughs> you were very worried about, about the reality of this uh, situation and Liz's uh, yeah assertion that it was like a, just a little easy hike to, <laughs> to these pyramids. It's like, no, it's not. This is hours away. <laughs> They're not even by the sea. <laughs> Pippi Ann Shirley was pleased with the uh, with the the new look season. Yes, uh, well, this was the comment. It was a, a montage, a way too on the point song, a shirtless Winston. What more could we ever want? <laughs> well, though Jen Cantrell, 79, said, as somebody who's currently going through a midlife crisis, I did not need Winston's haircut right now. It made him look so much younger, like criminally too young for me. <laughs> Don't worry, I think he was about 21 at the time. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. He was in his early 20s. It's not we're creepy. All, we're all in this together, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Neri Siren had some wonderful headcanons for us. Oh, 
Oh my god. Uh, one of which was that uh, that Paco is totally running a tourist trap to troll obnoxious AF American tourists. The nice ones just get to enjoy sunscreen rubs and Swedish massages. Uh, I bet he was even prepared for Jess and Lila's hack attack, having been informed by the very attentive and well-paid outdoor staff, and then instructing the concierge team, all paid actors, to go along with whatever distraction scheme the girls tried. He then waited for them to notice the super conveniently already open list of films with I the mean, Fowler total super conveniently highlighted and rigged to double as soon as they clicked it. So it was all a trap. I mean, I very much enjoy. I, I, it, that would explain the whole ease with which they mm. hack it into the system. So I, I like it. And good for you, Paco. Yeah, absolutely. Fleece them for all their work. <laughs> I am Sarah 1981 was very observant because uh, she said their Jess is wearing orange again. Oh, she was wearing orange this week too. Shading Lila because she can't wear orange. Just like in the Pacific Freestyle Dance episode where Franco got her that orange crop top before he sailed off on the Fowler cruise ship. <gasps> I mean... Wow. That, <laughs> well done, Sarah. <laughs> that is impressive. Very I don't much. think either of us noticed. No. I I think we, we like we just don't even look for continuity unless it's something that really jumps out at us. Yes. But like, yeah, wonderful work. Well, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, thank you so much for getting in touch with us. We always love hearing from you and uh, we really, really appreciate you supporting the show. So uh, we uh, we can't wait to see what you think of Shred and the mm. fantasy sequences. It was, it was a lot. <laughs> it was so much. A lot happened. <laughs> now, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm just willing to be surprised pleasantly from mm. now on because yeah. we really like we've we should have l- learned this by now but like this show uh, it it pulled stuff off that we do not see coming that's true it keeps us on our toes to be fair like considering we had this thing written off before we ever started into it so we were like oh, we'll do this as like a bonus series it'll be grand and it's like i really genuinely enjoy this now it's such a fun show it really is so yeah for those of you who do have um amazon prime i mean we're not here we don't when you have prime it's literally just prime video because they don't offer like the prime delivery services or anything now um so i don't know whether outside america you could just sign up for like the vid or sorry in america or and canada and australia and anywhere else where prime is available like mm. can you just have the tv only option but um i cannot justify paying urging somebody to pay money to amazon because i do think it is evil but oh, yeah. if you have it already yeah do spread the word among your Amazon owning peers to uh, to watch it because <laughs> I I think I think they need to know that we appreciate it. Just let them keep the license up for like another two years so we can watch <laughs> it all. Yeah, like this has worked out really well for us and for this little bonus series because my god, this is so much better than squinting at YouTube videos with VHS stripes running up the screen and half of it missing. <laughs> It really, really is. So, uh, yes, I guess it's and it's it really does look a lot better than mm. watching it on, on those shitty VHS uploads, much as we appreciate the people who uploaded them. Oh, well, this is it. Like without being incredibly ungrateful <laughs> to the people who have <laughs> uploaded them because they saved our asses for these first two series. <laughs> um, definitely. But uh, but yeah, it is it is just very nice to see things in, in decent picture quality and, you know, decent sound that we can make out what people are saying as well. That's nice, too. 
It is. Uh, though not that we could understand some of Shred's words. Well, that's true. Today. Like he genuinely needed subtitles as done by <laughs> the show. But also then we can spot background details, which which is really nice too. And oh, there was actually something in the background earlier in, I think when Winston was on his big cleaning spree, there was a blackboard uh, up on the wall and it just said, keep this board clean all across such huge <laughs> letters, which I was very tickled by. <laughs> Now I wonder will will we be able to spot any more messages from Ned and Alice? Oh my now god! We've got high quality video. Honestly, I'm half tempted to go back on some of those early episodes because I know there was something written on those on that little fridge whiteboard at some point that I couldn't make out. <laughs> it's like what even episode was, was. that? <laughs> yeah, what is that? I'm not going to watch every single one of them no. to find out. Well, I'm just looking at the upcoming episode descriptions and it does look like there's going to be some Casa-centric ones. Oh my goodness. Liz breaks up with... Now, who knows how accurate this is? But episode five, it says Liz breaks up with Todd to pursue a relationship with Peter Peter, while trying to catch a hamster running loose in the house. Wow. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm sorry. What? I, mean, I don't know what to think about this. Wow, I'm excited for what this series has in store for us. A guy called Peter, a hamster running loose, signed me up. It looks like Liz has a full-time job. Well, I mean, they all do at this yeah, stage. Like, I wouldn't I be mean, surprised if they're just like, school, going to school, school on the yeah. side. School is kind of an afterthought at this stage. <laughs> all these kids have full-time jobs. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll find out uh, more about that next week because the episode description says Liz takes a job at the Tribune. (gasps) My first proper job was on a newspaper called the Sunday Tribune. Um, And she develops (laughs) feelings for a co-worker, well, not a double, who tries to talk her into leaving Todd for him. (gasps) Wow. Looks like it worked based on the episode description. Well, there you go. (laughs) Peter. This guy, Peter, gets results, I suppose. Hardly does. Uh, also, L- Jessica and Lila are desperate to be part of the fitness video that Cheryl is hosting. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. Nice. But now, this is quite detailed. And we know that the more details they put in, the more chances yeah, they, the, there are that they will fuck it up. <laughs> well, that'll be fun to, to pick apart in two weeks' time anyway. <laughs> certainly will so my beta alpha sisters uh thank you again we will see you in the main feed next week when we find out what happens when mercury is in retrograde (gasps) and jessica bruce and liz embark on operation love match hell yeah (laughs) but we will see you here in the clubhouse in two weeks where again this feels like maybe it's a pun but it's very mm. awkward when Jessica and Lila and Cheryl, I guess, are imperfectly fit. Hmm. Is it like a pun on perfect fit? I but guess they... like perfect fit, yeah. Yeah, but imperfectly is a bit too no. different. I mean, know? it's not, it has to be tenuous and absolutely <laughs> reaching for it to be a Sweet Valley <laughs> title. So, you know, if it was a good pun that actually just worked on first glance, you know, Who even wants that? (laughs) Very, very good point. (laughs) We'll see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more 
or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 